welcome back to the Classy Chicks podcast. Today I'm here with someone that I've wanted to have on for a for a pretty long time, probably since the start of the podcast. I am here with my mother, Lisa. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, mother? Sure. My name is Lisa Dudzik and I'm Savannah's mom and I have six kids and she's the oldest. And I'm really proud of her and excited to be on this and I'm enjoying the things she's been talking about and perhaps I can add a little bit to what she's been saying. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on mom and funny backstory. Um, we, we've been trying to get on this podcast for about an hour now. Um, this is probably my mother's first time using zoom, right, mom? Right. I mean, besides when I have to do it, when I've had to do it before, but yeah, no, I don't do these at all. So we had to, we had to get the zoom all downloaded and figured out and, but it was great. We're here now. And we're, re we're really excited to be here. So before we jump in, I kind of just want my mom to tell a little bit about her story because the way that she raised me and my brothers really helped shape who I am now. But before we get into that, I want to, as always, start with our classy and trashy moments. So mom, at the beginning of each episode, we, we talk about something we did this week that we're proud of, or that was, you know, a classy moment. And then we talk about something that we're not so proud of, or that we can, we can improve on next week. So would you like to start with a classy moment of this week? Um, well, I have a trashy moment, of course, butter. I have a trashy moment. Okay, I'll what's start your with trashy that. moment? Um, and I didn't think about these beforehand. I'm sorry. Um, but I do know one is that, um, recently your brother, Josh, who's, um, really a young adult now, um, people have realized that he is a beast of a worker. And my trashy moment is just that people have been kind of going through me. Cause I think he's in the way of, in the middle of kind of becoming his own like contractor or whatever person. And so a lot of times they go through me and there's just been a lot of miscommunication. And this weekend, um, Josh has been overbooked and I feel really bad because there's two people that really wants him to work for him. Mm. Uh, one is uh, working at a, um, a house that's trying to get sold. And they're two both really good Catholic people we want to help. And the other one's this guy who's trying to put all his garden in. And so um, I feel bad because there was just some miscommunication and one of the people is not going to um, get Josh. And probably it could have been a little clearer, but I'm, I was a little bit overwhelmed. So that's my trash moment. And then, um, and then my classy moment is that um, when we moved into the house, there was landscaping done by the front, like professionally done, which, I mean, we've never had a professionally done landscaping, but I've always loved um, plants and known a bit about them, but never had the time to do anything. And so um, the, the classy moment is that I have been, um, I have been getting the weeds out of the entrance area of all those professionally planted perennials, and then um, learning about what professional what plants they are. No, I know most of them, but some of them I've been figuring out. I know how to take care of them, and then putting mulch down. And so it was turning into like a mess. And it's actually, I mean, it's not great because I really should be buying a lot more and putting stuff in. But I'm just taking care of what we have, and I'm really happy that we're doing that and like putting the stuff down and taking care of what we have. So that's classy that I've been working with the plants. No, that's really good that you've been well, and I know that you don't like 
working on the garden a ton, but you do like doing the flowers. So that's no right. flowers now. That's what we've been doing. I've, I've been, I'm doing the flowers. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the flowers. Yeah, it's doing the vegetables. That's good. It's working out well. Well, my classy moment was also what about my... you, dear daughter? Well, my classy moment is kind of similar to your classy moment with the flowers. Uh, we really wanted to have a garden this year, my roommates and I, but we don't have we don't even have a balcony. Like we, a lot of our different apartment complexes have a balcony. We don't have anything. So we weren't really sure how to do it. Well, one of my roommates figured out these, like, basically they're like glass shelves that you can put on your windows uh, that like stick to your windows. So we can at least grow like herbs and stuff like that. So we've been growing herbs and sprouts and we've had them growing. Uh, we, we just bought them at like the hardware store or whatever, but we've had them growing for a couple of weeks now and they're doing great. So, um, because before when I would try to grow plants in the apartment, it didn't work because there wasn't enough sun. But now we have them like on the windows and not on the windowsill where they fall and get all gross. So that's really good. So now we have fresh, we have basil, mm. carpet, rosemary, yeah. parsley, uh, and then sprouts of like all different kinds of like lettuce and, and carrots and stuff like that. So, and I also made, oh, well, the peppermint would be good for you. So I've been making a lot of things. But my trashy moment is that last night, um, I've, I, as I've probably talked about on the podcast before, um, I've not, not always enjoyed eating like full dinners or full lunches, especially living alone. I don't always cook and I kind of just snack a lot. Um, but ever since having a boyfriend, I've been trying to cook more and like bring stuff to his house or he'll bring stuff here. And last night I just totally forgot that it was like dinner time or that we were supposed to be eating dinner. So, well, I just like forgot. So we had, uh, and we just went straight, we had ice cream and pineapple and the oat milk that I made. (laughs) That's why you feel bad. What? That's why you feel bad. You haven't had a good meal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just forgot about dinner last night. So that was my trashy moment. Um, but yeah, yeah, those are our classy and trashy moments. Um, and let's just, let's just, I guess, dive straight into the conversation. So a lot of the times, mom, when I'm on, when I'm on, I wish people could see the video right now because no. my mother somehow has her phone uh, propped up against something and she's folding laundry and it's like a downward view of her. But anyway, um, we, so on different podcasts I've been on and like talking to other people, I often talk about how my parents raised me and the pro-life culture that I grew up in and how that helped me help form me, you know, into, into who I am today and how I don't know that I would have gotten the the early education and, and the, the love for life that I did if I hadn't been raised with five younger brothers that I had to, you know, help grow up and, and enjoy their life. And so, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just wanted you to speak a little bit to that mom. Did you always, did you always want a big family um how I mean you you had a big family in a time when it was a little less culturally acceptable I think it as the years go on it's getting more and more culturally acceptable to have a big family but you know 15 20 years ago it was kind of at the peak of like the sexual revolution's fruits and there was a lot of um there was a lot of just bad negative connotations towards large families so did you always think you'd have a big family and how did that all come about about Sure. Yes. I can remember specifically, actually, when, I don't know if I ever told you this. I think I probably have. When we got married, one of the questions, we got married in the Novus Ordo. And one of the questions that happened to somehow the priest was asking us out loud at the 
at the um, marriage ceremony was, will you welcome kids? And we were, the way we answered, people chuckled because dad was like, of course. And I was like, yes, we were just so excited to have kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like, yes, it was like, we were just, and everyone was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, no, we didn't think we, I mean, we never, we didn't go because we weren't raised traditionally Catholic. And so we really didn't ha understand um, a lot. And so, uh, no, it wasn't until we started when we met our priest, our young priest, um, our friend priest, who was kind of traditionally minded that I started real, I started realizing that we, we um, probably should be having a, a bigger family. Um, that's a whole nother topic on the topic of NFP and how it's used, but growing up in like a, I guess, kind of conservative Novus Ordo, maybe you'd say we were taught NFP and that a lot of people use it like to just have like a normal sized family, like three kids. Um, um, uh, but then I, I also remember specifically when I kind of realized that we shouldn't do that um, after we had had you and the and two your two um, closer in age brothers, I can specifically remember telling dad. And I guess we just had never really fathomed this idea of having a big family. And I, I, I think he, I know, I, I, I know he like physically fell on the ground and like <laughs> had to think about it. Like I remember it was at night and he was just like. I don't know if you're being funny or when I said that we need to, we probably need to, um, we probably need to be more open to having more kids. Like we shouldn't just be like using NFP to have three kids until we are old. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that was a big shocker for him. And then he realized, you know, yeah, that's probably right. Um, and no, we never have really had support for that until recently. Now that we're in a traditional family, traditional community, but, um, definitely didn't really have support for having a lot of kids and that, that can cause some problems um like with just like friends and family and not being able to do a lot of stuff and not having people to help support you is is difficult so right right so do you think that that in regards to that do you think that our our culture you know and the catholic and conservative culture has changed a little bit of that a little bit in that way in the past couple of years, like for, for young women who might be seeing the lifestyle that you lived and be like, oh, I, like this, this is very appealing to me. Do you think that that has changed? Do you think that people um, are more receptive to women wanting to be, and we can talk about this a little more later, but wanting to be a homemaker, wanting to stay at home with their kids and wanting to have a lot of kids. Do you think that the, the culture around that has changed at all? Or is it basically the same? Um, well, I think it's the same as how it probably was back then. We just didn't know that there were traditional communities um, back then in conservative and now too in conservative Catholic communities. Everyone's using NFP to have a small size family, and and in and in traditional Catholic communities, um, no one's really using NFP. Uh, if they might be using it, if there's like a sickness or some kind of um, crazy financial problem. So I think it's a, I don't think the culture has necessarily changed. Um, um, we've just gotten to the right place where there's people that understand that, but I don't know. We weren't in the traditional community back then. Mm -hmm. I just know that in conservative Catholic circles back then, everyone was using NFP to have two or three kids. And I know they still are. So. Right. Right. So, I mean, going back to, um, you know, talking about having a lot of kids and going along with that, you also chose to stay home. So can you explain, um, 
how that decision came about and you went to college and everything. So what, did you always want to stay home when you had kids or was that also a decision you made once you had kids? I sure, don't know. I think, know that. yeah, I think, no, it wasn't once I had kids. Um, I think, um, my views were very different being because I, um, the way that I was raised. Um, but as soon as I met dad and he, um, was the way I saw it, you know, very Catholic, um, I started learning very quickly um, what the beauty of that and what it means. And um, I went into college, much to my mom's disgust, you know, um, knowing or at least thinking that I most likely would be staying at home. And then, of course, I went to school to be a speech therapist. And you can't, I don't know, maybe you can't now, but you can't. That was a big thing back then. You can't be a speech therapist unless you get your master's degree. So I got four years of undergraduate at a private school that was really expensive and um, graduated early and like made this big announcement that I'm not going to go get my master's degree and people weren't necessarily happy. And then we got married right then. I wanted to stay home and have kids. So I kind of, I maybe it was in the middle of college. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily, I don't think I necessarily went into college knowing I wasn't going to use my degree. Maybe I was wishy-washy. I didn't know. I mean, use my degree like professionally. But then um, like maybe midway through when like we knew we were going to get married and I knew I was going to stay home then. So I knew I wasn't going to go get my master's. Like I didn't graduate thinking I was going to get my master's. And that meant I wasn't going to have a professional um, degree. And yeah, I'm, I 100% um, stand by that. I, 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 I probably wouldn't, I mean, going back, I mean, I don't think girls necessarily need to go to college. Um, but um, <clears throat> uh but like I said, it, it, I don't know if that's really changed because in conservative Nova Soto circles now, all the girls are going to college and getting jobs and not staying home 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, all this stuff, all this stuff that you're talking about, having a lot of kids, staying at home, um, that's all, it's all still very countercultural. I mean, I would, I would say from a, from a younger woman's perspective, I think that I think that it's a little bit less countercultural. I think that there was a, an epidemic of needing to be needing to be a girl boss, needing to do all this stuff, like for like maybe ten years. You know, the the two thousands up until like a couple years ago. I think that the I think that quarantine and COVID really changed. <laughs> Sorry, I, I think have to make sure it's clean. I think that quarantine and COVID really, really changed a lot of that, changed a lot of our mindsets. And I think that there is a rise of young women in the conservative culture saying, hey, we're standing by femininity. We're standing by how women should be raising their children. That doesn't work when you're trying to be a girl boss as well. So I think there is there is kind of a shift and there's kind of a, like, I don't know exactly how to get there in young women, you know, who they, you know, they ask me all the time, what did you do? Where'd you go to college? Like, where are you working? How are you going to support a family? Like, what do you, what do you want, what do, what do you want to be doing? Like, what, what should your husband be making? So what would you say to that? What would you say to like young women who are thinking of if they're going to go to college, if they're going to go into the workforce, what do you do in those like in between years? And what, how does that affect you finding a husband? That's a hard question, but I, I I agree with what you're saying. And I know there's conservative women who are, I know I understand that whole movement. Stay home, live on the land, cook homemade. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's so great. I don't know if that was going on when I was no, younger. No, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think yeah. that that really was going on when you, because you yeah. were during the time when the conservative movement was pushing 
really good stuff, but I really I think that they were also pushing something that was kind of contradictory. They were pushing this girl boss conservative culture, but also trying to be like, but you should be feminine, but you should, when the thing is that the literal, the, the culture of being a girl boss is trying to be more like a man. So they, I think they've switched a little bit and realized that it's kind of incongruent to say we, you should be a girl boss for like two years and then all of a sudden stay home and have a family or like you should be a girl yeah. boss while you're having a family because they're, they're trying to promote uh, family values. So what would you say to girls? Like what should be your next step after high school? Because obviously most people haven't found, found someone to get married to right out of high school. What should be their next step? Right. That's hard because that's like where you were. Um, but um, I was coming at it from a, I'm coming from a Catholic viewpoint. I'm not, I'm I mean, I'm conservative, but I'm Catholic. And so I was comparing the Catholic culture back then versus now. I don't know if it's the same, but, but um, yeah, well, now that I have boys that are getting to be that age, um, for the girls, unless you live in a, uh, unless you live in a Catholic community, and I mean, like, there are some being formed. Um, can't remember where there is one being formed. There's one being formed around FSSP, I think, parish where they actually have like houses and, and, and stores like around the church, like, oh, like a, like a subdivision. It's really cool. You know, so they can be that Catholic and you could walk to church, you know, like those beautiful days, like in the forties and fifties when people would do that, you know, and walk to church and walk to school. That's beautiful. I would love that unless you live in like that. Or if you live at St. Mary's, Kansas, where it's a like just this beautiful environment of traditional Catholicism where there's all these different people there they all work at like the same company there's guys there the girls will meet somebody but if you're here like living where we live um um oh I'm not 100% positive I do I do know that the the traditional Catholic schools the girls that are there um traditionally Catholic education is not to be getting a degree so that you can go and have a a um, profession the liberal arts colleges that my son's looking at, it's to gain knowledge and learn how to live. They are still being formed. And so uh, going there, if you can afford it, um, you will probably find somebody. Like the, the, if, if you're talking about how to find, you know, and then you find a, you find a husband that's, that's Catholic there. I mean, that's great. That would be just wonderful. Um, um, so that's the best option, I think, to go there or, or, when, um, I mean, I, I know maybe at this, I mean, you're used to me talking this way, but maybe people think it's, it's kind of odd, but like when the guys come home, like for the summer from colleges, from those good Catholic colleges, well, maybe you meet somebody there or on break and then, um, maybe you meet somebody then the point is that you have to meet a traditional Catholic man. You're talking about what a woman should do. And the, um, the way to do that is not to go out and like, become a nurse or something and go to four years of school. That, that's not what you do. Um, but it is a, it is an interesting period of time of like, like I said, unless you've grown up in that community, maybe you're, maybe you found somebody when you're like just graduating high school. And, um, but that wouldn't be the best either, because I don't think that you should date for longer than like, um, two years. <laughs> so, and you need to marry a man who hasn't, who's going to make enough money um, like I said, unless you live in those really Catholic communities, like St. Mary's, Kansas, um, it's, it costs a lot of money to raise a big family uh, traditionally like this. It actually does. If you want them to be around the right people, maybe go to some summer camps that are not in your state because they don't have that. 
Um, it costs money. Um, I believe highly in boys going to school, boys going to a Catholic school. And there's only like maybe three or four in the nation that I would suggest. And so you have to be able to move there and be able to afford a house there. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know if I answered that. Right, right. No, that's the, no, that's totally. I think that I think that there's a lot of a lot of women who will like that. Actually, yesterday I posted on not the Classy Chicks podcast, but I posted on my main Instagram uh, a text message that I got from a friend about I don't know if you saw this, mom, but about a kind guy who, like didn't even like know what a date was. Like he he didn't. He was like, "What?" Because she was like, "Know that he didn't know what that what a date well, was." Well, like he he didn't not what that he didn't know what a date was, but he wouldn't he didn't even think to take her on one. Like what he, else would he do? I don't even understand. Thought, What's the other option? He thought that she was looking for a one night stand. Ew. What? Right, right. It was right. Um. No, this is Catholic people don't do that. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously that's not what was happening. And so she very much basically just told him, well, you're not a man. Yeah. So, um, and I got a ton of responses basically from women that, oh, there's just not good guys left. You know, there's not, there's just yeah, not. Good that's guys a left. big problem. What do you think about that? Do you think that's true? Do you think that, that women have to worry about that? What do you think about that mindset? Cause I think that there was a lot, I haven't even like responded on my story or to the DMS because there was just yep. so much discouragement. They were just yep. like, we're trying to be good women and there's just oh, yeah. not good guys there. And, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say to that? I'm not at all feminist or man bashing or anything. But I, I totally understand that. And the reason I think is because the upbringing of the kids is survival mode. People are homeschooling their high school boys. And so many people don't like this. Um, and I love all these people that are doing it. And I think they're really, really strong to do it. But that is not the best environment for a man to grow manly in, to be home all day with mom, probably on the computer, learning from really great teachers, but who knows what else he can click. Um, and being told, bossed around by his mom. Yeah. traditionally men when they were about 12 went off they they broke that cord from mama and went off and lived with a holy were taught by holy men whether they were going to be religious or in the world they were taught how to fight and fence and they were taught um multiple languages um they were there's i mean you can never exhaust the depths of Christ catholic liturgy and and um and theology and so they were taught that they knew it backwards and forwards um they were protected from um evil influences um and they came out of those then as a young man who's maybe um 18 either to go on to get more education or to find a woman and they knew how they knew what they stood for and they believed these the boys now I, I do not think homeschooling is the option for boys. It is survival mode. And I think that we can do better than that. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. I could have kept them all home and done that and had these beautiful books, these homeschooling books and all this. I love that stuff, but it's not the best for the boys. I want them to be around other men who are going to challenge them. Maybe, maybe, maybe get made fun of, maybe have to stand up for their brothers, um, play sports, um, see an example of a Catholic man teaching them stuff that he believes and he's older now have priests come in, play sports with priests. Um, so I think the reason, I think that the girls know what they need to do and the girls are willing to be, like they say, submissive, stay home, all those sacrifices. But the guys, that's what we need to talk about. And I do think we actually can learn from um, the Protestants on this with relationships that the men have to learn how to um, 
love their, love the women and not be degrading Mm -hmm. and like bosses and jerks. Um, the guys need more guidance on how to be actually strong men and, um, strong men are not jerks. They're not inflatable. And there's, I, I, I 100% agree with that. And I think that ever since, um, uh, live actions president Lila Rose. I know you know. I know you very much know who that is, Mom. She was on this this dating podcast called the Whatever Podcast, and ever since then, there's been this huge surge of talk about alpha males and the the mm-hmm. the, the the problem that we're having right now with these conservative Christian Catholic men who are taking it to the extreme, like yep, the they take advantage of it. It's it's mm-hmm. very similar to the way that the, to what happened in the feminist movement of, mm. you know, yeah. these, these men who feel so absolutely right. emasculated, so effeminate that they're just taking it to the opposite extreme. And one of the one of the terrible things that happened on the podcast was this man who was supposed to be this great conservative leader, super like a pretty famous like talk show host. Yeah. guy. I forget. I his heard name. about that. He, yeah. You know, he he basically was arguing with Lila that, right. oh, it's great for me to have 50 families as long as I'm the man. You know, it's great for me to do all this stuff. And it's just this warped thinking. Andrew Tate, mm-hmm. as you probably know who that mm-hmm. is, has bought into that a lot. And so I think, like you said, we're seeing either these very effeminate men who've been, you know, not to say that all men who've been homeschooled are like this, but who've been... Yeah. You know, coddled by their parents and who continue to be coddled or we're seeing people go off the deep end in regards to white men's rights right and we know we know that white men is probably white men are probably the most discriminated group in our country right now but they're taking that to an extreme just like the feminists you the early feminists they were Mm. being discriminated Mm. against you know they were not being allowed to have their children's rights they not being but that's a good point the extreme so mm-hmm. these these men are doing what the early feminists did now. Uh-huh. And so Ew. I think that I think that that women, you know, they see that or they see they they see two extremes. And I think that you you're right. There there needs to be a kind of middle ground of men who are, you know, following Catholic teaching. They are being strong men, but they're like you you say all the time, they're they're loving their wife as um as Jesus loves the church, you know, they're, they're doing all, all that is necessary. They're following what the church teaches instead of t- taking all the, the, the anger that they have at the culture right now and using it for bad. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess you're saying, you know, I'm sure you have a lot more advice if girls reached out to you individually, but, and we'll talk at the end about where they can find you, but um, basically. <laughs> where they can find me? Yeah, where they can find me. but I mean I mean basically um yeah I I mean it is a problem and I think that that's a good point that you brought up about how you know maybe homeschooling isn't the best option in our culture no it's survival and I think I don't I feel like I don't have as much um advice for women for the girls as much I do for the boys because I'm raising what do you think what do you because you're raising boys well you did raise me your oldest daughter how and how do you think I I handled everything (laughs) I know um, but like I, but I didn't say, but like for you, I, we raised you and you were right at that formative age when we had discovered tradition, you know? So mm-hmm. I would be much more knowledgeable if like I was, you were 12 year old Savannah now versus when you were 12 year old Savannah, then back then you were just raised like 
um, which which I think is that this is the, the number one thing for parents is no technology. You were raised like with no TV, no, no, obviously phone, no rock music, no normal music. Um, a lot of like engaging outside activities, um, very controlled with who you were around. All that stuff parents have to do and, and no, no gaming and all this. That's the other thing with the guys. We have to like the par parents don't realize how important this is. No phone that they can lose their purity on. Catholics sometimes don't even, won't even, don't, the problem is that there's a disconnect between that the, there can be mortal sin just in thought, not just in deed. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we believe bad thoughts um, can be sinful um, and who you, who you are uh, putting your kids around. So for you, you were just raised kind of like little house in the prairie-ish, um, which kept your innocence. And then as you got okay. older, which is good, but they were Protestant actually, little house in the prairie. Okay. <laughs> so um so that's good to keep the innocence but then when you get to that young adult stage you kind of took it on your own and so you found your way this has been good I, I remember really not wanting you to go to four years college I didn't right, think you right. should spend all that yeah, money what did, you, and go. what did you think about that and we made the decision I don't that remember exactly but we made the decision not to which was great because I decided to go work full-time in the pro-life movement but initially yes, I wanted to be a teacher and that's I mean a story that I've told yep. a lot but don't you remember we, how I didn't want you to do that I do kind I of, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and thank, thank goodness. You know, we made the decision to, to do local college, which I definitely recommend for girls who, you know, maybe want to go to communications or journalism or marketing or something. Um, but you know, it helps, it helps very much because I, I have a lot of friends who feel like they wasted four years in college, like a lot of girls, you know, who say, I didn't learn anything about like, homemaking like how to raise a family like just normal life stuff even if you're even if you're single after that you know not everyone's gonna get married they were like I didn't learn anything about regular life stuff in college um and it was very helpful for me to go to a community college because I made it a very small part of my life you know I went to a couple classes per week and the rest of the time I was doing I was working with pro-life organizations I was doing stuff with my family I was nannying um so I mean yeah I think I think that's that's a good option for young women but like you said it's difficult it's difficult figuring out exactly how to raise you're you're in the place of figuring out how to raise kids and I I mean doing a very good job and we have a whole story about moving to Wisconsin but we, we only have two minutes left on this podcast so we gotta fit we gotta finish on up but um I don't know any last words of advice you would give to young women because it's our demographic is mainly young women um on how to <laughs> shake your head. I know you have advice. You tell me all the time. And I, you know, on, on how to be, because the thing is, Archbishop Fulton Sheen said that the, the level of our society is determined by the women in our society. So any last words of wisdom you would give to women about how to set the standard and keep the standard? Stay home. Learn, stay home, stay home <laughs> with your mom and learn. <laughs> how to take care. It's an art. It's a beautiful art and it's very hard and sacrificial and learn how to be last and recite the litany of humility every day. Remember I used to put that on your wall. Let me, let me be, uh, want other people to be esteemed yes. over myself to be esteemed and love that, that serving role. Um, and try not to get all the honors and all the praise. Cause you're not going to get that as a mom, but you'll get so much joy back way more than those, those secular worldly um, accolades. That's for sure. Yeah. Stay yeah. home. No, that's okay, weird. let's do another one. Let's do another one. I'm raising boys next time. Well, th thank you, mom. And my, well, my, my mom just said, you know, she'll be back to talk about raising boys and, and, and more about, 
I, I want to also talk about your decision to move to Wisconsin and why, why you decided to do that. Because I, as everyone knows, I grew up in the Chicagoland area and my family just recently moved to Wisconsin. And there's a whole story behind that. You can read kind of part of the story on 1 Peter 5 before before we do this next episode, but we will we will talk soon for sure. And is there anywhere people can find you, Mom? <laughs> I told you, at home. Okay, well, they can I'll tell you where I live. And I have you, my phone number. What? You can get, I'm not going to no, give out my Don't give out your phone number. Don't give out your phone number. Um, I, I might come back. I might put a question box on Instagram with asking mom with a place. Sorry, I'm, we're almost done with this meeting, but with a place for people to ask mom questions for the next episode. So anyway, thank you so much for coming on mom. This is wonderful and have a good day. I'm glad we did it. Love you.